Well, hello and welcome, my friends, to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic, safe morning today, as always. Hope everybody's staying strong and healthy. And, of course, be sure to check out the website if you need anything, healthmasters.com, product of the week, NATO Kinesis on sale right now. Last day on sale, so be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And you know, I've had more and more people asking me as far as this narrative is continually unraveling about not only just the RNA shots, but what about the entire concept of what we saw a few years ago during COVID. And I get emails all the time, people asking me, well, what about this? Or what happens if this happens again? And my answer has been the same, is that you need to understand understand your body you need to understand your immune system and what you can do to take care of it the concept that eluded a huge portion of the population during covid was that a lot of people did not have even the basic education of how to actually take care of your body or if you got exposed to a virus what to do to help increase your body's immune system to naturally be able to fight it off and a lot of that was primarily geared towards the lies that were constantly pushed out there and Thomas Binder, uh, Dr. Thomas Binder, Swedish medical doctor, he posted a tweet yesterday, and it was really interesting. And he basically went into detail discussing how the pharmaceutical companies are currently working on transferring all vaccinations into using the RNA platform. We've talked about this now where they're talking, they're talking about having the chicken pox as an RNA shot, the flu vaccine as an RNA shot. And again, time and time again, the research has continually come out showing that that technology is not safe. I went into detail that yesterday, how Moderna all the way back to 2017 was experimenting with RNA shots and found that it was not safe. Too little of it did nothing. Too much of it was deadly. There was no real happy median when injecting RNA into people. And Dr. Binder studied medicine at University of Zurich, obtained a doctorate in immunology and virology, specialized in internal medicine and cardiology, has 35 years of experience. And what's interesting is, Along with others, he spoke out very clearly and concisely from the very beginning, and he said others and myself who just even had basic medical or immunological knowledge had read the pivotal studies and had some common sense and spine and already explained the futility and effectiveness and insecurity of modified RNA injections before the criminal emergency use. He said they essentially need to be banned immediately, and him and hundreds of other doctors have already signed petitions to basically withdraw these from the market right now until there's long-term testing done, which has yet to happen. He went on to say, so today we know there are even negative effects from these shots. They promote illness and death. They've already killed at least over 10 million people from side effects. That's what he's saying. I'm not saying that. That's what he's saying. I'm quoting him right now. He's saying over 10 million people have died globally from the shot. He said it's preventing millions of fertilizations and induced millions of stillbirths in the absence of evidence that they save even one single human life. While there's never been a pandemic of a true killer virus, there was a pandemic of cowards this modified RNA genocide is the greatest medical crime in human history. And again, this is what he's stating and his numbers that he's throwing out there. I haven't been able to verify that many deaths. But what I am saying is this. This guy is I mean, he's, he's got a list of details. I mean, he's been on this for a long time. He's very sharp. And you do look at any of the research. And he said the same thing we all said from the beginning is that the entire thing was essentially a pandemic of PCR tests. You get the PCR tests infections with diseases, make everything a death from the virus, as the WHO did, and then turn around and inflating the numbers 
And he goes, in doing something, I said this from the very beginning, he's doing something that we've never done as having irrelevant asymptomatic transmission that was never able to actually be uh, isolated. Now, they constantly kept saying asymptomatic spreaders. There was no research done whatsoever showing asymptomatic spreading, that people had no symptoms, were walking around infecting everybody. It was a complete myth. And he said, you create the subterfuge for not only isolating sick people, he goes, as we did for centuries, but to impose useless, harmful MPIs such as antisocial distancing, face mask, isolation, quarantine, contact tracing, school closures, and curfews on everybody, even healthy individuals. By creating the myth that a pandemic that ends with everybody being immune or dead after three months allegedly comes in several ways over years and years can only be terminated by a vaccine that can be developed effectively and safely within months. You can seduce many people in accepting even a pointless, harmful gene therapy, a proof of their efficacy. You end PCR testing as proof of their safety. You blame their victims on the virus. Once you lose narrative control, your house of cards collapses and you're shunned by whole humanity. Therefore, you must censor and prosecute individuals that are still continually pushing this. And he says nobody has the right to force you to obey them. Period. Nobody has a right to come in and say, you have to do this because I told you you have to do it. No, that's that's not accurate. There's been very, very clear standards set, set with human rights, especially when it comes to experimental testing. But what they did was they coerced the public. They scared the public. They threatened the public. They even forced the public in some measures through fear of being terminated, being arrested being disarmedly discharged, and the list goes down the line. And so the reason why I want to start off with this is I just want to continue to encourage people to constantly evaluate where you really stand with a lot of this stuff and reflect on it. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about or mention anything that happened over the last couple of years because it's very negative. I get that. A lot of people blocked it out. It was pretty negative for everybody. But at that point, you also have to take a step back at some time, and you have to reflect on what's happened. And you got to say, okay – Why did people allow this to happen, and how are we going to make sure we don't make the same mistake over again? It's okay to make a mistake. It really is. You do something, you go try something, and it doesn't work. You're like, ah, that wasn't really a mistake. That was a learning curve. I'm going to learn from it. I'm not going to do it again. It's okay. Then you go back and you say, okay, that was a horrible mistake. It didn't turn good. But I'm going to do the exact same thing again that I did that failed the first time. You do it again, and it fails the exact same way. You go, "Uh, okay, well, that didn't work, so I'm going to do it the exact same way again. As everybody knows, that's the definition of insanity, and that's what people have to realize. A lot of people got duped with this whole COVID thing. I mean even from the very beginning, I remember talking to dad. Everybody was kind of like, what in the world's going on? They're showing these videos of people you know, vomiting up blood and falling over on the sidewalk, healing over dead, stacking up bodies in Wuhan, China. Remember all that propaganda? Whatever was going on over there, then suddenly, oh, it hopped to the United States. Oh, suddenly everybody's catching it. Well – as soon as you start going in with a PCR test, it doesn't isolate COVID. It only isolates – it doesn't even isolate – all it does is pick up on a viral particle, excuse me, and then you say, this is it. This is the test. Everybody has to take this test all the time, even if you're not sick. Every single day you need to take the test. You figured out what they did. It, like he said, this doctor says, it was a pandemic of a PCR test. <laughs> That's what it was. And so evaluate these things because I have a strong feeling with what's going on right now – What's being exposed and the level of criminality with the Biden administration? Now you got a whistleblower talking about they have direct evidence in a video, uh, audio footage of basically 
Biden and bribery and all this stuff. At the same time, now you have this theater show with Donald Trump with this other indictment again down in Miami. What they're trying to do is keep people constantly distracted because there is obviously something very, very big in the works right now, whether it be something they're having with a conflict that they're going to blame on Russia, whether it's not they're doing something here, which we already know in the United States, we're seeing an invasion of proportions we've never really witnessed in the United States right now, and it's happening all over the country. There's people that I know that live in really decent areas and really some rural areas, and they're having issues with people that are you know, trespassing, people that are walking around, people that are going in and stealing stuff, people that are running around and robbing places that never really had any type of burglary or crime because what's happening is now people are starting to be pushed into these areas. The whole point of the 15-minute city and the plan through the United Nations is to get everybody in high, pop- high population density areas of major states. And what you do is you force everybody and you keep funneling people from all over the country into these areas with giant funnels. That's what they did here in central Florida after the hurricane in 2017 with Puerto Rico. They came in and they dumped 300,000 Puerto Ricans. And I'm not speaking bad about Puerto Ricans. What I'm saying is Florida wasn't ready to handle the influx of that many people because then with that 300,000 that immediately got granted all this stuff in Florida – they brought their families with them, which brought in almost another million of people in the United States or into Florida. Then you had COVID come in, and you had people from all over the country, from California, New York, now that are just sitting in the Florida. Florida is becoming not what it was before, and the problem with it is a lot of people are starting to move here with, with not good intentions. But the difference is down here in Florida, a lot of these people don't realize they're not in New York. We have stand-your-ground laws. We have castle doctrine. We have a whole lot of stuff that doesn't play and in most counties. Some of the good counties, like here in Polk County, we don't play around. The sheriff's farm doesn't play around. Our sheriff blatantly said, Brady just blatantly said, if somebody breaks into your house, you can shoot them back out the door where they came from. Do not hesitate. We're telling you to do that. Nobody has a right to come into your house. Nobody has a right to be stomping around your property. Nobody has a right to be threatening you, period. If you don't like that, move somewhere else. Better yet, don't do dumb stuff and you don't get shot. It's a real easy concept to understand. And so a lot of the people that are coming here don't understand that concept of how we all grew up in central Florida, and it's you know starting to become an issue. So I encourage people on a regular basis, make sure you are staying well-versed with security, with where you go, situational awareness, especially, my friends, if you have kids. I talk about that all the time, but it's very, very important, especially right now with what we've been seeing with a massive uptick and child you know, trafficking and all these other topics. I want to get into, I've talked about a lot last week. I want to get into that again today. So I know it's a negative topic for a lot of people, but it's very real. Be very cautious whenever you guys are out in public with your children and you're going places. Keep them at close distance all the time and make sure you're constantly using situational awareness in parking lots and stores everywhere because all it takes is a few seconds for something to happen and hesitation gets you killed in most fights. That's, I've told people that before. You have to learn to respond immediately, and that only comes with training and being very, very confident in your skill set. When something occurs, it's just instinctive from you. You don't sit there and go, oh, my gosh, what should I do? What should I do? Okay, let me walk around. Oh, let me pull my phone. Let, let me Google what I can do right now. Somebody's robbing me. No, it needs to be instinctive. You act, direct action immediately. So thank you, my friends, for supporting Health Masters and allowing us to get this show to you every single day and continue to encourage you, bring you truth, 
bringing news, bringing health topics, and thank you for keeping our show commercial-free for an hour long every day. We can only do it with y'all through healthmasters.com sponsorship. So thank you for your support, and how are you doing this morning, Dad? Oh, Austin, I'm doing great, Austin. Uh, you know, they used to say with the old Superman videos from the 50s, it was you know, truth, justice, in the American way, and that's the way we were, you know, back way back when. And, and now it's not that anymore because we've had all this massive immigration coming into the country illegally. And we've had the Democrats come in now, and they've been used by the Kabbalists to destroy the society of our, you know, our country that, we've, that, we, um, that we had for so long that was based on God and faith. And I remember it used to be old Chevrolet commercials. It was baseball, hot dog, apple pie, and Chevrolet. And uh, that's all gone. Uh, now we got trannies of the White House basically you know, being hugged by the Bidens and getting pictures of them naked and nude running around with their fake breasts. I mean, unbelievable. It's just, some, it's just unreal that we've got this happening in the United States. Now, what was the name of the doctor, Austin, that had written that stuff about the 10 million dead? Uh, that was – let me pull up real quick here. That was uh, Dr. Thomas Binder from the Tom. University of Zurich. You know, you know what's funny about it is, you know, he's from Switzerland, so I mean, he doesn't really have a, you know, you know, bone to pick with here in the United States. And he said 10 million dead. That's his estimate. It's much, much bigger than that. It's probably closer to hundreds of millions dead globally. And it's exactly what we told you guys would happen. They're blaming on everything else but the shot. And it, and it's sad to me. It really, really is that this is happening. And it's, and it's sad to me that the people out there have, have been forced to take these vaccines. Of course, they had to sign a release. Pretty much everybody did that they were going to be able to do it. And then we have to ask ourselves the simple questions. I mean, why did people comply like this? You know, we know a lot of it was because they were afraid of losing their jobs. Uh, we know that a lot of them have been programmed. But then we've got to look back at the CIA and the OSS. We've got to look at the Tavistock Institute all the way back to, you know, the Office of Naval Intelligence, all the way back to World War One, with, with, with shell shock and all of the stuff they've done to prepare the psyche of the population to the teachings of Freud and Bernays and problem action solution to do what they're told to do and never say anything about it as far as I don't want to do that. Just comply blindly. You know, the other day. We were at a red light on the corner of uh, Berkeley Road and, you know, and, uh, you know, at 559A. And it was interesting because the light, it sat there for like 10 minutes. I mean, it never changed. It was broken. And there were like 10 people in line and everybody sat there. And finally, I went around everybody and, and went through the red light. And I called in and said, the red light's broken. I called up, you know, 911 and I told him the red light was broken and to be prepared for somebody got into an accident over there. But the reality is, is that, you know, the only reason I didn't leave earlier was because I was trapped between several cars and was kind of a nuisance trying to navigate my way out. And finally, I had some people back up for me so I could leave because nobody else was moving. I would have left within three to four minutes, but I knew the red light wasn't you know, working. I learned that a long, long time ago on motorcycles. You know, when you're on a motorcycle, it's the middle of the night and you get to a red light and the bike doesn't throw a big enough magnetic signature to turn the light switch. You know, you're very, very, how should I say, exposed on a motorcycle. So they can come up to you, they can shoot you, they can rob you, they can hit you. You're just sitting outside, you know, on a bike. And I learned a long time ago when a light doesn't change on a bike, you just make sure there's nobody coming. You do it very safely. You either make a ride on red and do a, go around and do a loop, or you basically just run the light. Now, I'm not suggesting anybody breaks the law. I'm not suggesting anybody runs lights. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm telling you what I did. The question was, why didn't anybody else do it? After I did it, I looked behind me. All these other cars were coming through the red light. Because they finally realized that, hey, this life's not going to change. So that's the question I'm asking right now. Why is it that people comply and follow blindly? And why were they compliant with the vaccines? Why, were they, why, did, they, why did they allow themselves to be injected with an emergency use authorization vaccine that had never been human tested? And why have they not done the research that was out there before they did this? That's the question. Now, I understand I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a break here on this in the event that you were going to be losing your job. I got that. 
but the, but the reality is, is that, you know, why did so many people who weren't going to lose their job? Now we have pilot reports from all over the world, pilots dropping dead in the cockpit, having heart attacks in the hot, in the cockpit, seizures in the cockpit. And one of my top pilot friends contacted me this morning. I sent him a link to that. He said, it's happening everywhere. He works for the airlines. He says, unreal what's happened. And I told him, I'm so happy that, you know, he and Bob did not get injected after I spoke to them years ago about this. I've known them for many years. But then so many other pilots decided to get injected rather than losing their lucrative jobs with American or United or whatever. And the, and the, but the reality is this. They don't care if pilots don't want to fly or can't fly anymore because the less amount of pilots they have, the less amount of flights they're going to have, the less amount of, quote, pollution they're going to have from the airplanes, which is nonsense because they spend so much money spraying us with chemtrails and loading us up with barium and aluminum that you know the pollution they're being caused by the geoengineering from the CIA and it's way beyond anything an airplane is going to do as far as a regular aircraft. So it's just, it's crazy to me. But remember, they learned with, she- with shell shock, with Tavistock, you know, World War One. they could split a person's personality and they could force them into compliance. Um, and I felt that one time, it was back in 2003, we had three hurricanes go through our central Florida area and cross our county within six weeks. Every other week, another hurricane, another hurricane, another hurricane. And finally, at the end of it, I was like overwhelmed. I was shell-shocked from it because of all the damage, all the flooding, all the everything that we had. Yeah. And that's you remember, remember that, Austin? Oh, yeah, it was rough. And, 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 you know, and, and you suddenly realize that if enough stuff happens to you, if enough trauma happens to you, it forces you to do things you don't want to do, think the way you don't want to think, and act how you don't want to act. And I remember one of our neighbors, God, the people are – no, well, neighbor I don't care for. I'll, I'll stop there. I remember I was out there cleaning the road off that we all had to drive on because the county was completely overwhelmed. I'm out there with rakes and shovels and blowers, and they come out there and start screaming at me because I'm cleaning the road. Now, these neighbors are idiots. They're just absolute morons. And, uh, and I looked at them, and I said, what's wrong with you? I said, you know, you're not having to drive through this. The rest of us are because they were the beginning of the mess. And I said, why are you sitting here? Well, this is the county's responsibility. It's not yours. And I said, just shut up and leave me alone. I'm trying to be a good neighbor. You're a nightmare as always. So I said to him, so I had enough of you. And so there's a point where you kind of go, I don't want to deal with this mess anymore. I don't want to deal with these people anymore. And see, and that's the problem that you run into sometimes when you have a situation in which everything starts going sideways with you over and over and over again. I had a good friend of mine up in North Carolina. He ended up being hospitalized. He got sick with, you know, a kidney infection with a bladder infection. Then he ended up having to have back surgery. He was in the hospital for five months. It was overwhelming to him. I just talked to him this past weekend. And the, and the sad part about all of this stuff is that you're, there's a situational point when you just say, I can't deal with this anymore. And when you do that and when that comes to that point in your life, it's really important that you sit back and you stop and you breathe and you start praying. And you ask God, Lord, you ask the Holy Spirit to come in. You say, Father, I need to have peace right now. The peace that passes all understanding as I keep my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Because that's the hope we have with that. Because if we have that anchor, that stability from Jesus helping us to get through this and asking his guidance and his direction, then we begin to realize very quickly, this too shall pass. I've got another friend of mine. I always say to her, "Do you want? Do you, let's give, let's give a, this a 10-year test. Is, it will matter in 10 years. And finally, she says to me, well, nothing really matters in 10 years. I said, yes, some things do. There are things that matter in 10 years, but little things don't matter. And so that's why we have to keep our hearts and minds in Christ to be as positive as we possibly can all the days of our life and not allow the little circumstances to affect us in a negative way to a point where it debilitates us. You know, Jim Rohn said it this way. He was talking about how allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to have emotion. Allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to laugh. But don't allow your emotions to overwhelm you to the point where you're no longer functional. 
Okay, I know people who go to a movie, and you know, and they start crying, and they become non-functional because of the movie. It's not even real. I, I knew a lady one time, a complete nuddle, another. I mean, this well, this this lady was a loon. Her name was Mary, and I remember Princess Diana died, and this lady, she she doesn't know Princess Diana. She you know she didn't know who Princess Diana was. You know, and she went into complete total meltdown, hysterically crying and sobbing, you know, on a chair, unable to even stand up because a person she had read about in a tabloid had died. I mean, people like that are extremely unstable. We can't allow ourselves to do that. We have to maintain some type of structural stability in our lives. And the best way to do that is to maintain that relationship with Jesus because he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. Sometimes you've got to lean on Jesus. Sometimes you don't lean on him. Sometimes you jump in his arms and say, hey, look, you're going to have to carry me for a while. I've had enough of this. I need help. I don't want to deal with this anymore. To be willing to do that and realize it's not all on you. It's all on God. You know, you can set your goals. You can set your dreams. You can set your performance criteria, your performance goals. But you've got to let God orchestrate it for you. Because sometimes the Bible says it this way. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And see, that no matter what you go through. You know, people are always asking, you know, me and Austin, how is it that, you know, when Sharon died, Austin's mom, my wife of 38 years, how is it within 10 days you're back on the air again? You're back on the show again. How could you possibly have done that? Well, I, I'll, I'll admit that was extremely difficult, but I realized that I had to lean on Jesus. I had to put my faith and my hope in him, which it always is, and realize that this too shall pass with time as far as the grieving process. And I was going to see Sharon again anyhow, because there's no such thing as death anyhow. We just go to a different location. We change addresses. And once you understand that, you start to understand that all of this stuff can overwhelm you and destroy you, but you can't allow it to do that. It's just, you got to move on with your life and continue to, to realize that you know, there's a point that we're here, and there's a point we're not here anymore, and we need to continue to be about our Father's work while we're here. That's what Jesus said when he was young. And they, and they left him you know, in the temple. He's in there talking and teaching to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, and he's a kid. And he said, I have to be about my Father's business. That's how we all need to see this. There's a point in our life that we need to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. There's also a point in our life that we need to realize that it's not all about us. It's all about Jesus, and it's all about walking in faith and not by sight, and it's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit, saith the Lord, and that's what we've got to do. So don't allow the statistical stuff to overwhelm you with the COVID. You know, you know, McCullough has come out and said now that he's got blood clots like he's never seen before. But people have been vaccinated. And, and all this stuff is happening everywhere. That's why you need to be taking the nanokinese. You need to take the vitamin E. You need to be taking the cod liver oil. You need to take the N-acetylcysteine every single day if you've been vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, those supplements are not an option. They're, th- they're not that expensive. I mean, we've got the you know, spike protein survival kit on the, on the website. You've got to get something in there that's going to keep that blood, those blood vessels flowing. It's something to keep that blood thin. That's super important. Plus, drinking half your body weight in fluid ounces every day in water. If you weigh 200 pounds, drink 100 ounces of distilled water every day because your blood is primarily water. And if you don't have enough water in your system, the blood gets thicker. And the thicker the blood gets, the more easily it gels up and the more easily it'll clot. So remember all that. The more easy you have a stroke and a heart attack. Another doctor, Dr. Simon Goddick, he said 10 explosive revelations that unmasked the COVID pandemic as an orchestrated event, which is exactly what it was. The COVID disease was real. I had multiple friends die from it. They couldn't breathe. It wasn't the flu. It was something different. It was a bioweapon they released. But the true pandemic, the true genocide occurred with the vaccines. That's where that did. And we warned you guys this. Because this is a disease that 99.99% of the people survived unless you went to the hospital and got put on remdesivir. And Austin talked about that yesterday. He said a few things. He said, here are the few things that basically show this is basically an orchestrated event. He said, number one, fear-mongering to the public. 
Instead of reassuring the populace during the crisis, our media and politicians have them living in perpetual dread. That's a strong word, dread, but he's right, contradicting historical wisdom. Number two, vaccine data manipulation. A brave whistleblower recently exposed the distorted data behind the biotech Pfizer vaccine approval. Rather than probing the vaccine's benefits and efficacy, nations rushed to make booster shots mandatory because they were they were being told by their Kabbalist handlers to do that, pressuring the healthy. Despite minimal risk to children, teens, and healthy adults from COVID, they were strongly urged to take an experimental drug to protect others. Noncompliance often led to job loss, and some countries even considered detention. Shifting vaccine narratives. Vaccines once advertised for self-protection were suddenly everybody's obligation to protect yourself and others, <laughs> despite similar transmission rates among the vaccinated and unvaccinated. Trouble in getting vaccinated seemed to raise the likelihood of dying with or from COVID. Questionable PCR tests also just covered that. Mask misinformation, we've covered that to, to nauseum. The death age paradox. I mean, this is something that we're killing old people primarily, demonizing the centers, publicly branding the centers as terrorists and tyrants felt like a ploy to revoke the unvaccinated individuals' rights to bodily integrity and human dignity, which were offered, which were given to us by the Nuremberg trials. We, they don't have a right to force you to take a vaccine. The Nazis didn't have a right to force experimentation on the prisoners they had in the concentration camps, but they did. All that stuff came out of the Nuremberg trials in which they said, you can't be forced to do this stuff. Undermining immunity, governments closed gyms, sport clubs, banned social interactions during life lockdowns. Nobody ever wanted to promote vitamin D or physical exercise. Nobody. Silencing the experts. Many experts, including me, including other physicians out there that were talking about increasing the ability of the immune system to fight off a virus, we were silenced. I was shadow banned repeatedly. You know, our YouTube stuff was taken down. I mean, all of this stuff on and on and on and on happened before the COVID and after the COVID, even with my meeting that we had that we talked about masks, Austin and I did, you know, at the, at the, at the board meeting with the, with the county, with the school board. All the stuff we were pulled down. The experts were silenced. I have another friend of mine. He spent millions of dollars defending himself. Now the government's offering him a settlement, and he doesn't want to settle because he says, you guys have destroyed my reputation. You've destroyed my business, and now you, I want you to pay me a payout. You better be very careful because sometimes it becomes easier to say goodbye to somebody and allow them to depart the planet. Now I'm not going to say anything more than that, but you've got to be real careful with these clowns because these people are playing for blood. They really are. And then you get all this crazy transgender stuff. I mean you know. You know, Mark Cuban now, you know, he's a very wealthy billionaire. I think he ranked 177th. He's now saying uh, he's, he owns, I think, the, uh, the Mavericks. He says Mark Cuban claims that going woke is good in business in the aftermath of the Bud Light disaster. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban believes that going woke isn't a bad thing at all. In fact, Cuban believes that going woke might be the greatest business decision. Well, an idiot this guy is. I want to give him the money to do this. Oh, I'll cover that in a second. Over the past few months, American consumers have watched the Bud Light and Target have been slammed for making questionable decisions. None more infamous than Bud Light decided to team up with the, uh, Dylan McFollamy. The beer brand under Anheuser's Bush umbrella have seen sales fall off the cliff. <laughs> Excuse me, I've seen sales fall off the cliff. Mulvaney was not good business, but overall, Cuban seems to think the idea of going woke is a limited downside. He says, Going woke is good for business. All right, now let me say something about this. This is a guy who has you have to ask yourself who is he and who sponsored him, who gave him the nod, who allowed him to become a billionaire, who financed this. Always ask yourself. So let's let's go to let's go to Wikipedia page and I'll I'll give you some information on him. Mark Cuban is an American businessman, film producer, investor, philanthropist, television personality, and writer. According to Forbes, uh, Cuban's net worth is an estimated $5.1 billion. He was ranked as 177 on the Forbes 400 list. He's the owner of the uh, Mavericks. 
Cuban was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. His father, Norton Cuban, was an automobile upholsterer. Cuban's mother was described, his mother, Shirley, as someone who was a different job. Uh, Cuban is Jewish, according to Wikipedia, and grew up in Mount Lebanon, a suburb of Pittsburgh, a Jewish working class family. Uh, okay, so here's the question I ask, and I'm not picking on him because he's Jewish. I'm picking on him because of this. Is he a Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, flunky? I'm asking that question. Just a question. I mean, who in the world finances this guy to become a multi-billionaire? Nobody gets to that level unless somebody gives them the nod. I just want you to know that. So now here he is, raised with Jewish ideals and values, which is all pro-gay, pro-transgender, if they're following the Talmud, not the Torah. Let me make, be very clear with that, because there are a lot of conservative Jews out there who don't believe this way. But what are his beliefs? Does he wear a red string around his wrist? Who financed him? Ask him? Ask these questions. Find out who you can't criticize. You'll find out who rules you. That's just a quick question I thought I'd mention this morning. Think about all of this stuff. But gosh, guys, look what's going on here, what's happening all over the United States. Look at Israel right now. This is an interesting article from Unz, you know, com, and it's Israeli shoot dead Palestinian two-year-old. Wow. While Blinken tells APAC of Team Biden's ironclad support for Israel, as Trump had the same support, <laughs> this article goes on to say there would be, appear to be no limit to Israelis' bestiality towards the Palestinians and likewise no limit to how much that brutality has been enabled by the positions taken by successive U.S. governments and the national media. Indeed, the self-defined Jewish state, which ironically claims to be a democracy, is perhaps the leading rights human violator in the world to its officially condoned genocide directed against the Palestinian people and its bombing and killing of neighboring Syrian and Lebanese without providing any convincing evidence that, it's being, that they're being threatened. I'm going to let you guys read this article. They shoot people for sport, including children. Just thought I'd mention that. And none of these soldiers that have ever done that have been, ever been held sanctioned. And some of them got a couple slaps on the wrist. But they do this continually. And yet we're supposed to sit here and hold a blind eye to this like we did the USS Liberty, pretend like it's not happening. This is not okay. If Germany did this, if the United States did this, if France did this, if Russia did this, if anybody else in the world shot children for sport, would there be an uprage unprecedented? But not here. So you got to ask yourself a question: Why? You got to ask yourself a question: by, Why about Mark Cuban and all the rest of these guys? Are they all Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan lackeys? Are they all certain bloodlines? Have they been genetically manipulated? I'm not making any accusations. I'm asking questions. Why in the world do these guys have that ability to come in here on the news and say things and do anything they want to do, whatever they want to do it, and it's okay? Even Tulsi Gobbard. Is, is now saying that the Democrats have become the racists that they claim to hate. And she just used to be a Democrat. You know, a prominent U.S. think tank is, is now is now calling on Biden to give Ukrainian missiles and nukes. I mean, I mean, this this never ever have ever 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 is going to get any better than this. Then we go back to right. We have been seen by you know we talk about what happened with angel wars and who's running the planet, and how this ancient Canaanite religious cult has been here for thousands upon thousands of years doing what they've done, including Asherah and Baal and Moloch and all the rest of this stuff, and the abortion cult and the blood ritual cults and all their stuff. I also covered this with, in, with news yesterday with that one Hollywood star and her drinking of blood and saying that she was a witch, and they were coming out they, they had gone after the wrong witch. I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. We think about all this stuff and who these people are. And now a Pentagon UFO whistleblower claims that people have been killed by non-human intelligence. Duh, we've known that for years. We've seen that already in the Old Testament with these entities. And says the U.S. government will do, will do anything to protect the secret. And this, this is another part of the same thing that David Grush served 14 years in the Air Force before going public with his claims. He says the government has been lying for decades about cover, discovering UFOs and extraterrestrial life, which we have disclosed on this show repeatedly for years. 
So you guys, this is nothing new to you guys. I mean, gosh, we all know that the pre-Adamic race was real. This is one of the primary reasons, again, that I did Angel Wars. Let you guys know that you can't be sidelined by this kind of stuff and, you know, and bushwhacked by this. We serve a God that is omnipresent, that is omniscient, that is omnipotent, that is everything that anyone could ever hope to be as far as if you serve him because you're in blood covenant with him through Christ. That's how we have to look at this and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have incredible power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. We are led by the Holy Spirit. He shows us things. He tells us things. He allows us to do certain things in a way that's going to bring honor and glory to him, in a way that's going to be the best for us as far as what we can and can't do. And he shows us certain people to stay away from, certain people to associate with. And we have to understand all of this stuff is the power that he gave to us when the Holy Spirit came down here for us. And so we've got to be led by that. We've got to realize that we can do all things through Christ and not allow ourselves to be combined you know, with the world and basically walk in fear. Fear will cloud your mind so quickly. We don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, according to Timothy. And we have to understand that. We've got to walk circumspectly with the Most High God and realize he's got our back and he's going to take care of us. Don't allow the things in this world to affect you in a negative way. It doesn't matter long-term-wise. You're not going to be here anyhow. What difference does it make? Always remember, think and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus all the days of your life. I haven't prayed for you yet this morning. I'll pray for you after the show today. But you guys are awesome to me. I love you guys. And thanks like Austin said to you. If it wasn't for you guys sponsoring the show by buying your supplements through Health Masters, we couldn't be here doing an uninterrupted commercial-free program with you. We have to be doing a commercial every six minutes for four minutes. You guys, I don't want to do that. That's awful. It's horrible. So thank you for your support. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? I guess I could come on here and be like, all right, my friends, and now a word from our sponsors. And here at Health Masters, we like to thank you for your support. <laughs> I could do it like that so far as the uh, commercial well, break. We, 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 could do, we could do it that way. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have to because our customers are awesome. So uh, he's absolutely right. I appreciate every aspect of it. And the emails, the comments, the order comments are great. I know a lot of times you guys put stuff at the bottom of the order comment. You place an order online. I read a lot of those. We see them. They get printed off. I really appreciate those. Those are nice just to be going through and see them. And uh, even though there's no way for me to really respond to them, we see them, so thank you for that. And one thing that I wanted to bring back up, Dad brought up a little bit ago, another reason why I'm always so adamant about being well-prepared is one of those incidences, as he said, was back in 2003. And one thing that I think we all kind of grasped at that point, and I did at a very young age, is that nobody is coming to save you. The Trump on a great white horse isn't coming to protect everyone, your you know, local sheriff department. Granted, they can be there and they can support you and have your back if you need it, but in most cases – You've got to handle situations right when they come about. And I remember that through those first three hurricanes, the first one, you know, rattled everybody up a little bit. But, you know, generators were running fine, had some flooding, working some stuff. Second one got everybody really rattled. Power went out pretty much all over the place. Generators were getting low on fuel and um, tons of flooding. Then by the third one, you know, we're all of a sudden getting another notification. We're getting stuff cleaned up. Oh, there's another hurricane coming from central Florida. And it's like. Oh my gosh, just come on, like get this over with, you know, scrab are scrambling to get propane refilled for their generators. You're still dealing with all the damage. And by that time there was so much water saturation when the tornado came through, dude, it was spinning trees right out of the ground, like a Twizzler, dropping them on houses, carports and sheds flying all over the place. Trees coming through people's homes, cars getting wrecked, trees covering roads. And I remember being out there 
chainsaws, cutting trees down, chaining up trees, dragging them across the road, some pumps trying to get water out of all the buildings, generators trying to keep them running. And uh, yeah, dad's right. You know, the concept of shell shock and what they do to you on that is the constant barrage. And that's what they did that time. And it was just back and forth. Right when you finally start to get everything decent, another one's coming. Finally, whenever you get everything decent, another one's coming. And that's what they've been slowly doing now year after year to get people in compliance with certain things. And that's why I've always told people you've got to have a base preparedness. So if something occurs, you're not standing there with your thumb in your mouth basically going, "Uh, who's going to come here and save me? Who's going to bring me my bottle? You go, all right, we got another one. Here we go. Make sure we got preps on deck. Make sure we got good food still. Make sure we got everything good, clean water filtration. You handle it and you deal with it. That's why I've constantly told people to always have different types of backup food supply. The organic food buckets we have are a great staple. I get people coming in and buying those all the time, even just at least a couple buckets you know, for each person in the family. Having some backup food bars, having some backup MREs in your refrigerator, having some canned you know, food as far as in your fridge, some organic canned food or in your pantry, excuse me. Having backup supplies is always prudent because the last place you want to be in a situation that starts getting chaotic, and everybody has been in a situation like this, they have, they know, the last place you want to be is trying to run to the store to go fight with 500 other you know, horde of people that are trying to you know, grab food off the shelf and buy this and buy that. Just thought I would throw that out there. And this is why we see so many times in Florida when like, oh, there's a hurricane that might be showing up at some point. All of a sudden, the stores get descended on like two days before it hits. And those people, they're not original Floridians in most cases. <laughs> they're people that have been here from other states, and they need to learn all about Florida and how to actually handle it. <laughs> Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. We're talking about COVID earlier. This expose just came out in a new report showing that over $420 billion now was shown in an audit was lost from COVID aid through fraud and waste. Staggering report reveals how billions of taxpayers' cash from the $4.2 trillion in bailout funds just magically disappeared. This money was doled out under Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Investigators said the U.S. government to provide any sufficient oversight. You guys, you can't, you can't run a business like this. If, if the U.S. government was actually a business, this whole thing would have been filed bankruptcy and dissolved years ago. They said here an analysis by the AP press said fraudsters, criminals, and many others alike plundered billions of taxpayers' cash set aside to fend off economic collapse during the pandemic. It's estimated $280 billion in relief was funding was lost to fraud, while another over $120 billion was wasted or misspent. And what's funny about this is these are this is like 10% of the $4.2 trillion that the government splattered out all over the country. This is what happened. When you saw the market go through the roof and you started to see the just economic, just insane, just economic impact that it had when you started seeing car prices go through the roof, house prices go through the roof, everything went through the roof because they dumped over $4 trillion on the market within like a year and a half. And this started causing massive inflation. And now you're starting to see the level of fraud and misspending money knows no bounds with the department of the United States. I mean, it's, it's a complete and total joke. And at the same time, 
they want to sit there and say, oh, well, the debt ceiling. Oh, remember that whole – I told you guys about that last month. I said just it's more theater. They already know what they're going to do. They're just going to print more money or add more dot, you know, dots and dashes and zeros on the market. That's why they're pushing so hard to go to a CBDC, a central, a central bank digital currency. Because at that point, it's going to be even easier to defraud the American population because then they just go in and just deal with digital money. They just, they just make it out of nothing. Uh, add another four zeros on that one for me, Jimmy. Up, oh, confirm. All right, got another uh, another trillion coming in this one. Bumped it up from a couple billion, another trillion now. Hey, don't worry about that. We're good to go. Oh, nothing to see here. That's what they're going to do. They're going to be able to manipulate the market any way they want now. And so that's why it's so important, as I've said before, always make sure you got a hedge, whether it be backup silver, backup gold, backup ammo, backup guns, or backup food. Always have a backup plan because a lot of times plan A doesn't always work. Also, too, in other news, the the whole thing now with the ATF that is happened now June 1st, and now there's been multiple um, basically injunctions placed on the ATF's new law with this entire new brace aspect where the ATF just unilaterally came in and said, well, we've now decided that if you have a plastic piece on your gun that we said is legal, uh, now we're saying that it's not legal, and now it's a felony to have it on your gun. Ironically – so far from what I've read, uh, there's been like zero compliance. Hardly anybody has gone through and done what the ATF asked on this because, quite frankly, the ATF doesn't even know what they're talking about. They just arbitrarily come up with random stuff all the time. They do it. Half the time they change their definitions and laws in the middle of getting them already approved. So they get something approved to roll out. They get it going into law, and then they suddenly come back in and rewrite it again and say, oh, we changed our mind again on this. And so what's happened is now multiple, multiple uh, pro-gun organizations have gotten basically these injunctions against the ATF. And so this thing's going to be an absolute disaster, just an ongoing fight. Because, quite frankly, the gun owners of America, they're really big. I support a lot of their stuff they do is fighting the abuse of power. And the federal judge in Texas granted basically relief by the rule that took effect June 1st. And Congress, the GOA, has been urging the leadership to bring up a vote which uses congressional authority on the Congressional Review Act to nullify the executive overreach because essentially Congress was the original one that approved the NFA and approved a lot of the laws that the ATF then enforces. But the ATF has never and will never be a judicial branch as far as they do not go in and start making legislative changes. They don't go in and have the ability to rewrite new laws. The only thing they do is an enforcement agency – and what they do is they enforce illegal unconstitutional laws that are put into place. There is absolutely no useful purpose for that agency whatsoever. The FBI and all its infinite corruption could easily take over any aspects of what the ATF does. They just have to continually justify their own pitiful existence by coming up with new things to try to ban and try to make illegal. That's what happens when you have these alphabet agencies that don't have anything to actually do that's productive. This is why the FBI has been busted so many times making their own terror plots. They go find people. Then they try to entice them and talk them into doing something really stupid, and then they give them some type of fake ordinance or fake you know, rocket launcher, fake gun or fake detonator. Then they say, oh, you were going to do it if it would have been real. We got you now. You're going to prison the rest of your life, and they're like – and then they have this big article, FBI foils terrorist plot. You find out they went to three homeless guys in New York, offered them ten thousand dollars if they would go basically, you know, run surface air missiles. Dude, first off, 
if anybody walks up to you, I'm just going to put this out there. If anybody walks up to you and says, hey, I'll give you money if you go traffic surface air missiles for me, that's a please don't talk to me anymore, Fed boy. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. Until my attorney is present, period. That's the only thing you say if somebody walks up to you like that. I can't speak to you without my attorney present because I can tell you right now, this is what we're watching, the entrapment which actually used to be a legitimate thing that the government was not allowed to do. Those laws now don't even really exist. They're no longer acknowledged. This is what we saw now with January 6th. January 6th proved to everyone that the alphabet agencies are basically the new Gestapo in the United That's States. That's right. They come in and do whatever they want now. They say, oh, no, we saw that you were here at some point in time on January 6th. Uh, that's sedition. Uh, this edition now. You're being charged with that. What? I'm not even doing anything. I walked around the camera. No, it doesn't matter. You were there. There was 50 other your Fed boys there that were unmarked. They were basically in plain clothes. Oh, that doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. They were there just to monitor you. Really? Because there's videos of them pushing down the barricades and encouraging people to walk through and helping people walk through the gates. Be so cautious, my friends, about random people that you may encounter that suddenly want to start talking to you about certain topics, whatever those topics may be. I don't know. Be very cautious about places you go. Be very cautious about people that are constantly trying to talk to you or ask you questions or get very close to you suddenly. Use caution and use wisdom. What we saw in basically with the Berlin Wall and what was going on with East and West Berlin in Germany, uh, East and West Germany, that what was going on back then was insane, the level of surveillance and snitches. Guys, that was just the tip of the iceberg. What we've seen now with that communism and that level of invasion of privacy and going in and snitching on everybody is on a whole nother scale most people can't even comprehend. So be aware, be vigilant, stay strong, use wisdom. And as I've always said, and Dad will tell you this, same thing, especially if you're saved. If you get this weird feeling you're doing something, you just get a check in your gut. Like, ah, something right. Something is not right. Don't push that off. I've done that before. I've pushed it off, and things have happened before that have not been good. Use wisdom. If you feel like you're going into something or something's happening, you're just – you get a sense, listen to it. Always ask God for wisdom whenever you're praying. I ask that every single night when I pray with the kids. Pray to be strong and wise and bold and courageous and use wisdom. Continue to pray that over yourself and your family and your kids every single night because we know our kids now need it more than ever in this crazy world they're living in, Dad. What do you think? Uh, absolutely great segment. I mean, you're right. I mean, we've got to be bold. We've got to be courageous. We've got to stand for the truth. Like I said, truth, justice in the American way, the way it used to be. You know, baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. I figure I got a few grins out of that one. I'll repeat those two today. And it's just that's what we had in this country. You know, we had a group of people that were willing to storm the beaches of Normandy having children and, and saying, you know, we're not going to put up with tyranny. We're not going to put up with any of this stuff anywhere. And though a lot of them were misled about what things were in events were happening in Germany. They still had some issues with what was going on over there. And they were willing to stand up and die for that. And now we've got a transgender military force. A few years ago, I went to a wedding of a military man that I knew, and I couldn't believe all the lesbians and gays that were there. And it's just that's what we have now serving in the military. I mean, Sweden a few years ago, uh, this this is interesting. I got a kick out of this back when they basically political correctness wasn't what it was supposed to be. And they were basically having a, a group of people coming in and be, be how they were doing. They were they, <laughs> I'm just going to read you the article. I'll just do it. Sweden players had to show their genitalia. at The 2011 Women's Cup it says Neela Fisher. Fisher says she had to pull down her training pants and underwear. Uh, tests done after allegations of men in Equatorial Guinea squad. Sweden's players had to show their genitalia for the doctor at the 2011 Women's Cup 
to prove they were women. The team center back, Nelia Fisher, has revealed in her new book, I didn't even say half of it. Fisher, who played 194 times for her country, described the process, which was conducted by a female physiotherapist on behalf of the doctor. That's humiliating. The gender tests were carried out around the 2011 tournament in Germany after protests from Nigeria, South Africa, and Ghana related to allegations that the Equatorial Guinea squad included men. We were told that we should not have to, we should not shave down there in the coming days, and that we will have to show our genitalia for the doctor. Fisher wrote. You know, you think about it for a second. This is like 10, 12 years ago, right? They were actually testing people to see if they were men or women to compete internationally. Now, the Russian had been Russia had been accused of that for many years. They were doping people so heavily, you know, 40 years ago to compete. These women were coming out, you know, saying, my name is Sue. How do you do? You know, they were lifting weights and, you know, they were like setting all these world records. And they were so drugged up on testosterone and growth hormone that they basically they couldn't tell if they were men or women. And so people started saying there has to be some type of testing to prove that we're not having men compete against women and women competing against men. But those days of sanity seemingly seem to have passed behind us now. And now we basically have women and men competing against each other and wondering why the men are dominating everything. I mean, it's insanity to me that this is actually happening to us. And we're basically, you know, in a situation where, you know, we're believing the stuff and believing the lies. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I said, here's the problem. The lies that have been promulgated now to these children about, you know, you can be a boy or a girl or whatever, you know, and being groomed when they're four, five, six, seven, eight years of age. And also talked about this in depth yesterday with these high school kids. These young kids don't have a off switch. They can't say, I don't believe that. They just believe it because an authority figure is telling them this. And those same children 25 years from now will insist that they basically can have children if they're a male. And they'll say if you're a man and you can't have children, they're already doing this in California, it's an infertility issue, and now you have to pay for surrogacy because that man has a problem with his fertility. He can't bear children. I mean this is insane that we're in a situation where these Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan people who own the media and BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard have pushed this narrative on the population to a point that people believe this crap. It's just it's mind-boggling to me, but yet here we are. Yeah, and then we look at what's going on with VAERS. You know, VAERS is now carefully hiding 182 child deaths caused by COVID-19 vaccines. And I guarantee you, one out of 100 is reported on VAERS, 1%. So you have the time to just buy 100. And so you're looking, at, you're looking at thousands upon thousands of children that have died. It says you'll never find these children. These are some of the most shocking COVID vaccine-19 vaccine child death stories, but they're hidden from the public. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going I'm I'm to I'm I'm post all of this stuff. But, you know, the children have died. Basically, incredible how this is happening, and nobody wants to talk about it. 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 5-year-olds, 17-year-olds, all of this stuff on and on and on and on and on and on who died from the Pfizer dose and, and from the Moderna shots just within a matter of hours or days after the injections. But nobody's talking about it because they're hiding this through VAERS. You know, VAERS was put together back in the 80s for vaccine death reports because of what was happening with all the people that were coming down with autism, all the people coming down with, who were dying from vaccines. And that's why Reagan had to come in to give them all blanket immunity. Say, hey, you, you can't sue a person who's producing a vaccine because it's for the greater good of the economy, greater good of the population to allow these people to come in because we're reaching herd immunity. So just let them all die. And we'll basically have herd immunity. No, what we have now is a massive reduction in IQ scores from all the aluminum heavy metals that have been injected to these kids. We've got some some cases, 70% of the children in classrooms have some type of learning disorder, some type of neurological impairment because of the vaccines they were given. Some cases we have more children taking Ritalin or Adderall, which is a Schedule II drug in the same category with morphine, opium, and Percodan than we are with children who aren't taking it. I mean, this is insane that we actually are in a situation where the United States population has been drugged down into a stupor, into submission, even the younger children from the vaccine damage to the brains. 
But yet here we are watching all this stuff, thinking to ourselves, well, it's okay, not a big deal here. And then we look at look at then we look at what's going on with the political correctness. You know, San Francisco now has a dying downtown. It's been dealt another blow as Westville stops making mortgage payments on a five hundred fifty million dollar loan for a massive mall, blaming the crime for falling sales and Nordstrom closure. <laughs> Westville's handing the mall back to its lender, which will appoint a receiver. The move is sparked as a large part by the Anchor's tenant decision to close in August. Westfield generated $455 million in sales in 2019. Last year, the sales were down to about a third, about $298 million. And San Francisco's struggling downtown has built another blow. As people are still defecating in the streets, people are moving out by the droves. The, 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 the value of the houses were so hyperinflated there that people couldn't make the payments anymore. And then the, they decided not to arrest people and to let them have you know, poop parties in the streets and all the rest of the stuff and drug parties in the streets and shoot up openly on the streets. I hate to say this to you, San Francisco. And we can talk about Detroit. We can talk about New York. We talk about all these cities that are like this now. Portland. Nobody wants to see somebody using a heroin needle in the street with your children walking down the sidewalk with you. That's not something anybody wants to watch. I remember years ago. Uh, I remember we were in Seattle, and uh, I'll never forget this. And we were—I was doing a seminar there, and we were walking down the street. It was me and Sharon and Tony. I think Austin was with us too, and uh, Tony was my my road guy who was a road manager for me back then when I was on the seminar circuit. And I remember there that we what, we walked by an alley. We got two police guys. Just, I mean, had a guy down on the ground handcuffing him in one of the alleys. Austin may remember that. Yeah. And, I mean, nobody wants to see that with their children. And see, and, th- and this is the this is the problem that we have. So I don't know. So, guys, you keep your hearts and minds in Christ all the days of your life. Austin, what do you think, buddy? Go ahead and finish it up. I just, you know, the poop parties in San Francisco on the sidewalk. That's really uh, (laughs) crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading an article the other day, though, and they were talking about that. They said there were reports of like 60 to 70 percent of some of the areas have feces on the ground everywhere or use needles. I mean, like 60 to 70% of the That's right. That's right. Just all up and down the side. I mean, bleh. Golly. Yeah, it's sick. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so my friends, you know, be cautious if you're taking your children to places like that. Obviously, that's not safe. I mean, that that's how diseases get spread very, very, very quickly. I mean, that's one of the reasons why there were so many health problems and diseases back in the Middle Ages. Because sanitation really hadn't been established that well in some areas. I mean, they just dump you know all that stuff out right in the sidewalk, around the street, let it drain down the road, let the hogs eat it. So yeah, not not a good look, not real smart. But um, it's what happens when you start having these hardcore democratic communist cities. I mean, you see some of these areas now. I was reading an article on Breitbart or not on Breitbart, Zero Head yesterday, and it was talking about how a majority of the retail stores in the United States now, especially in major cities are having massive inventory shrinkage from theft. And there's one incident at a store up there in, uh, I think it was in California, where they're actually, they terminated the employee for calling the cops on somebody who was shoplifting a couple grand worth of stuff. And he didn't even grab the guy or tackle him. But he basically engaged the guy verbally. The guy took off. The employee called the cops, filed a police report, the company ended up terminating him two days later. They said, we, we don't want to have any conflict. We don't have any drama in our shop, any, any drama in our stores. Do you understand what that says to perpetrators and thieves? When you literally, they know that their the employees aren't even allowed to talk to them or even question them or call the cops on them. Just, I mean, it's like they're asking to be continually robbed. Most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. It, yet it happens on a regular basis. You see videos of it all the time in LA. These homeless crackheads, they'll just walk into a liquor store with a backpack. They'll literally fill their whole backpack. I've seen videos online. They'll fill their whole backpack up with liquor and just walk out. I mean, 
nonchalantly, like nothing's going on. <laughs> so this is why the rule of law and civility and having rules and laws in some cases is a good thing. But also, too, you have to have the word of God at the basis because you can't sit there and try to legislate morality. People in general, That's right. all in society, have to have a basis, a code of ethics, an ethos, and that's where the Bible comes in. The problem is now that is why they're trying so hard to make sure the Bible cannot be spoken, Scripture cannot be spoken, nobody can rebuttal anything because they want to bring the entire country down to an immoral, secular cesspool as it was in the days of Noah. So continue, my friends. Keep up the faith. Keep your children protected and strong. By all means, monitor and make sure you know what they're getting exposed to, whether it be in school, whether it be on television. And please keep them off the iPads and the social media. I've talked to you guys about that repeatedly with what's going on now. Social media getting worse and worse and worse with these children being preyed on a regular basis. So protect them at any and all costs. I mean that sincerely. If you need anything, Healthmasters.com sponsors the show today, and thank you for taking care of Healthmasters.com. Even if it's just your toothpaste or your ultimate multiple, which has been a staple for us, continue to keep your body strong. The product of the week, the NATO Kinesis, extremely good for circulation, massively helps with reducing blood clots, supports cardiovascular and circulatory health. On the website right now, the last day, product of the week, really, really important product for people wanting to maintain healthy cardiovascular systems. Have a great, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.